What up, everybody? I am Biz Bazaar, and we are back today on Bizarre Movies That Should Be Made. I know that last week we didn't have an episode drop. I apologize, everybody. It is on me. I was honestly just shook by the news of Chadwick Boseman passing, a.k.a. Black Panther, um, and it just completely destroyed my momentum because Chadwick was such a a huge figure to me just watching him become black panther was one of the biggest things in, in my life because i just i i waited so long for someone to finally come on screen and embody black panther and for it to finally happen after so long after such a wait after 15 years of me being a comic book fan and almost losing hope that we would ever even get that level of recognition out there in the world where people would even know the name of T'Challa and the spot in the world called Wakanda inside of the Marvel 616 and the general Marvel uh, comic book universe. I just thought it would never happen. And the way he brought it to to life, the way that him and Ryan Coogler and and all of the actors who were involved with Black Panther did such a beautiful job of creating the lore and the personality and the persona of the king of Wakanda and how he conducts himself and how he acts and how close it regardedly into my, to me kept to the comic books. It just shook me to find a man who is basically on his way up, who really would become an icon in the next 10 years, more than more than probably anybody else um, just died, you know, and I, and I know that he's been fighting this cancer for multiple years. So it wasn't a new fight and a new battle to him. But the fact that he fought that fight without you know, looking to the public for for help or 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 any really public knowledge or awareness about it. He fought it with only his friends and his family and his close the close people in his life. And at the same time, he allowed us to have a level of hope in the character of Black Panther and believe in that. And I don't I don't know if he made a personal choice to keep that information from us, all the, you know, people who who support his work and supported and fans of of him as Chadwick Boswin, as an actor, as a, a creative um, individual. I don't know if he even thought about it or considered any of that. It's really irrelevant. But the fact that he with such dignity, grace and just just like a true king took on this challenge of a physical ailment that was destroying his body. And he didn't, you know, make it a big thing. He didn't make it a whole Instagram post every day. I'm going to go fight in chemo, this and that, which I've seen a lot of people do. And I know that that for some that helps their spirits and for others, um, it's just, you know, might as well, because why not? Um, but for him, the way that he went about handling it was was just incredible to me. And to hear about his passing, to hear about him, you know, not being with us anymore, it just it just took a lot out of me. So I wanted to take this week, this episode, to do something special. And usually I won't be doing this, guys. I won't be making um kind of sequels unless I feel like the franchise is dead in the water and a sequel or a reboot or something could reboot they could get it back with traction and make money and people should definitely be looking for it but this is something much different this is this is almost like how I feel the best way to move forward with Black Panther as a franchise at the same time honor Chadwick and and the sacrifice and all the things he's done for the character but still moving ahead so that the next Panther can become Black Panther 
is basically the idea of this episode. So today's episode is about a bizarre movie that should be made, aka the Black Panther 2 sequel, which I am calling Black Panther Legacy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm calling it Black Panther Legacy. Now, this sequel, I have put together three different ideas on how to make this sequel work. Now, if you if you if you've been following the situation ever since Chadwick's passing, um, Disney kind of is just at a loss of what to do because Chadwick was the key to a lot of the things they had planned for the franchise of Black Panther, of course, since he was the key character. Um, but with his passing, this causes a huge rift in what. Um, is going to be possible and what's not going to be possible because he's not around and he's not with us anymore. So um, in a in a in an article that came out a couple of days ago, it was stated that Disney has no idea how to move forward with Black Panther 2. And that scared the piss out of me, because what happens when movies don't know how to move forward with a franchise? They'll just freeze that franchise in the water for like 10 years and I don't want that to happen to Black Panther. The Black Panther is such an iconic and necessary character for right now because he gives hope in a very hopeless world. And I think that people need that hope more now than ever. So I would like to see a Black Panther sequel continue on production wise and get traction and be able to really produce uh, another sequel to follow up Chadwick's amazing first movie. But with all with everything that's happened with his passing, nobody knows how to move forward. So I've got three ideas here on how to move forward with the Black Panther sequel that I am calling Black Panther Legacy. Now, this is sequel option one, and honestly, with everything going on, I think this is my second favorite choice of the three options, okay? This is my, this is, you know what? No, I'm going to tell you my choices for what are my, what's my favorite of the three at the very end of the podcast, but this is option one uh, that I would like to see for the sequel. So the option one is that, and all these, and I'm going to state this now, and all the sequel options that I'm suggesting Black Panther is acknowledged to be dead, but through the situation, there has to always be a Black Panther. Wakanda must always be protected by a Panther. So I'm thinking for option for movie one, option one, we have Shuri is made the Black Panther. Now, if y'all are freaking out right now listening to this and you're like, girls can't be the Black Panther. Black Panther's a guy role. Shut the fuck up, okay? You're stupid as shit. Let me educate you, all right? Black Panther is a role and position that can be held by the royal family as long as they're in the royal bloodlines. It does not specifically depend on the males. Now, most often, though, in the Black Panther history, timeline, and mythos, the king of Wakanda, who happens to usually be the highest male heir, is also the Black Panther. There's not very many situations that have arisen over the history of Wakanda where the sister of the king has the opportunity to become the Wakandan leader. But Shuri is unlike anybody else, okay? And she, in the comic books, is one of the most amazing Black Panthers when she is Queen of Wakanda. She has 
one of the greatest outfits. It's like Craven the Hunter meets Black Panther. She has an actual Black Panther that sits on the throne with, like, in the throne room with her that's huge and it, like, protects her personally. She made a ton of peace deals around the world. She, she just did a lot of great things and at the same time dealt with rebellion, dealt with, uh, great, we dealt with, dealt with Man Ape, aka, uh, the dude, the, the dude from the Monkey Tribe that y'all saw at the, uh, Black Panther fighting with T'Challa towards the end. He's actually a villain in the comic books. She fought against Killmonger. She fought against the U.S. government. I mean, if you go read up on Shuddy in the comic book, Shuddy is the GOAT. She's smart as fuck. She can, she's technologically sound as hell. She understands how politics works. She is really good when it comes to doing combat. Like, she's really good. She's, and not only that, not only, I mean, she's really good when it comes to politics, but not only that. She is a great combat, like, she is a great warrior. She can fight, she analyzes, she understands her weakness, and she learns how to fight back, okay? Now, that's just the comic books. How I would see this movie going, and this is the same thing. In this movie, Shuri has to take the mantle of the Black Panther after T'Challa is assassinated. I would hope that in all these movies, Namor is still included. I know that that's a lot of people being in the movie. That already, that's a lot. Namor, Black Panther's dead, and you got Shuri. I know, but you need a villain, and Namor seems like the perfect stand-in villain until you find out it's somebody even more sinister like doom or the u.s government or somebody like like a big time villain somebody who's got like real fucking fucking pool behind it so what i was thinking for the first for the first option with shuddy is that shuddy's made queen but before she becomes queen she finds out that killmonger is alive again because of the uh, the thanos snap that brought her and t'challa back how t'challa dies could be poisoning it could be a vibranium gunshot round it doesn't matter just build a MacGuffin, kill t'challa in the black panther suit so that way you don't have to show chadwick boseman's face and let him die with the mask on and then have shuddy bury him in the suit just have the whole thing filmed in the black panther suit and bury him a king if you have to do a shot without him in the suit shoot that shit in a distance where you focus on the mask him holding the mask and you see his face in the in the blurry background and it's blurry so that way we can honor chadwick and his passing as a marvel community even in the theater and that's a huge element of the movie but after that, Shuri finds out Killmonger is alive and she has to track him down because if you remember, Killmonger is the only person that now has the abilities of Black Panther who is left alive. If you remember correctly, Killmonger destroyed everything in Black Panther 1, including the sacred fruit or the sacred um flower that gives you the abilities of the black panther so this would be super speed super strength super agility all the things and you could use that to explain how black panther actually got killed because he didn't have any of those abilities well no technically he still does have those abilities because they didn't get taken no no he doesn't have those abilities because uh he drank that potion that nullifies him so yeah no 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 what she needs to do is she needs to find Killmonger. Once she finds Killmonger, she can synthesize uh, like an alternative version of it for herself and give herself the powers of the Black Panther. What Killmonger gets out of this is that he gets reinstated as royalty to the Black Panther family. And then over the course of the movies, they were over the course of the movie at that point. That's his objective. That's her objective. We're always wondering if Killmonger is going to betray her. But in the end, he 
after dying, realized that T'Challa was right about a lot of things and that if they didn't work together, Thanos would have killed everything and there would have been no coming back either way so even if he would have taken over the world it wouldn't have mattered because thanos was gonna snap the whole world away anyways and that was the future regardless of what killmonger decided to do so it's like him knowing that him knowing that though no matter what he did t'challa was the one who was right and he was wrong that's gonna make him in my mind want to change his character arc and turn over a new leaf and become a new person which I think we all agree we in a world without Chadwick Boseman will take movies with Shuddy and Michael B. Jordan like Latita Wright and and Michael B. Jordan are amazing actors and Killmonger and Shuddy as cuzzos fighting off villains and dealing with African problems sounds super freaking cool. Think about it. It's an American and his African cuzzo who's a queen of an African country dealing with world problems together. He grew up in in Cali with gangs and shit. She grew up in Wakanda as a royal princess. They could not be further different, but that's the whole dynamic of cousins. Cousins are often very different from one another, and it allows them to have the most interesting and engaging and fun dynamics with each other. Because although they come from different walks of life and their families are different, there are all these similarities within their families that makes the interactions between each other so much funnier. And I think that's what these two characters could really bring to the screen if they were allowed that opportunity. I definitely believe that Michael B. Jordan, after the passing of Chadwick Boseman, would be game to return to Black Panther 2. And writing him in is not even a big deal. It is legit a MacGuffin right. All you gotta do is just write the MacGuffin and he's in. You just write a MacGuffin, it explains why he got why he got brought back, and he's in. And then we can keep the movie going from that point. Um And I I think this way, this way, should he Michael B. Jordan, I mean, uh, Latina Wright, Michael B. Jordan get to have screen time. We can still introduce Namor as the suspected villain, and Latita Wright and um, and then Shuddy and uh, Killmonger are on the trail of trying to track down Namor. So then it still introduces a completely new world as they try to track down who killed the Black Panther. So that's the whole question that's being asked in this movie. Who killed the Black Panther? Because once once we track down who killed the Black Panther, Shuri can Shuri will be able to say that she's the true queen, just like T'Challa did. It's almost like we have to really do the civil war kind of situation over again but we can't do a bombing i'm thinking something like what happened to the original royal family where they get (gasps) no but you killed claw see this is why i wish you didn't kill claw if you wouldn't have killed claw in the last movie claw would have been an incredible villain for the situation but you killed him you could even bring him back as uh, a suspected villain between him and namor but i'm just saying there's a lot of people out there who've shown the ability to kill a black panther so i would say one of these people use the comic books use whoever killed a black panther and they were working for a real big bad like a big bad that controls the entire mcu and start building that up right now so i would say either a doom or maybe 
like maybe a, a multiversal threat or somebody from an alternate universe that's like trying to to fuck things up kind of like how Mysterio was suggested to be from an alternate universe but really bring in a villain from an alternate universe like a evil black panther ooh like an evil black panther yeah do that shit before dark knight does it actually that would be the best film where black panther is killed by the an evil black panther from an alternate timeline that wants to kill the that wants to kill the royal line and he's like a badass assassin so she has to work with killmonger because this dude's like next level beastie and he wants wakanda for himself but he wants all wakandas everywhere on all timelines to serve one king one black panther yeah that would be the better role for shuddy that way it gets to be a little outworldish and it's a little bit more crazier and insane which is kind of where you want things to go i i, I will admit i will admit uh I I think that with this movie, the things that have to be focused on is that you have to focus on Shuddy um, obtaining the mantle of Black Panther, not only um, in the means of the culture in which Wakanda exists within, but also within herself and coming to terms that she has to take on a mantle that not only is suggested not to be for a woman, but that was held by her brother, who was on his way to doing a really good job to reform Wakanda and their way of doing things when it came to the outside world, help, knowledge, education, and assisting the world on a bigger scale outside of simply within the Wakandan region. So a lot of those things I think that she's going to bring into her character and want to to make that a part of her dynasty and her legacy as she creates her own path as the new Black Panther of Wakanda. I really like this idea. I love the idea of there being a female Black Panther. Um, And regardless of whatever the fuck y'all say when y'all hear this podcast, I really don't give a shit because I say this with uh, utmost clarity and truth. Female Black Panther is one of the most badass things you will ever see if done correctly. It is like Catwoman times a thousand, except she runs a nation. And she, it's like it's like if Catwoman and Beyonce merged together and she only rocked like a Craven the Hunter like like neck pal. I'm gonna put a picture up on if y'all it's gonna be it's gonna be the the picture that's in the cover the the one that has the fur around the neck and the boobs clearly that's shitty shitty Black Panther is a force to be reckoned with she is an absolute badass I mean I, let me let me just look record like historically go over some of the best moments shitty had as Black Panther in her run so as Black Panther, as Queen of T'Challa, I mean, as Queen of Wakanda, she had, let me see some of the arcs. So yeah, basically in the comic books, after Storm promotes her to to be her successor, uh, oh,
Oh, boom, there you go. In the comic book, so T'Challa loses all of his powers. He's just a normal person. Should he becomes his successor after T'Challa is infected with a disease that nullifies his powers? Basically, what we've already got from the original pitch from the first movie, T'Challa didn't have any powers. He never got any new powers. I don't know if anybody ever realized that or registered that, but if you follow Black Panther and the timeline that exists, T'Challa lost his powers. Killmonger got the powers of the Black Panther. Killmonger destroyed all traces of the herb, I think. But I think Man Ape may. No. Shuddy had the last of the Black Panther herb. She gives it to T'Challa. So T'Challa also has that in his system. True. That's fair. But at the end of it, at the end of it, if T'Challa's dead now, Killmonger technically is the only other person with the Black Panther abilities unless Shuddy made some kind of synthetic version of it while he was still alive because I mean she's a fucking genius so I'm not gonna put it past her to do something like that but yeah I'm just saying that there is tons of lore here to show what she can do um basically she fights Doom uh, they heal Wakanda from an infected virus that Doom created. She fights the economic collapse of Wakanda after a coup d'etat that's been put in place by the powers of the Cabal, which are like Doom, Namor, um, the Hood, a couple of other people, all, all kind of badass. Um, and then pretty much once all of that runs out, at the end of it, when T'Challa goes off to freaking build a new planet... Shuddy comes back to tre- teach people on the spirit from the spirit planes on how to do all kinds of stuff. And I'm just saying there's a lot of room for the character of Shuddy. I think that with, with, with the Marvel MCU's ability to write incredibly depth, incredible depth into characters and stories and inside of like a two hour runtime, I just feel like a story focused on Shuddy would end up being a box office smash. Latita Wright definitely has earned her position to be able to be considered to be the new Black Panther. But would there be a better option if we just recasted the role and just let the movies go forward from there? Now, I know that this is going to cause a little bit of controversy, so... I'm going to say it with a grain of salt. I honestly think that we might need to consider hiring a new actor to play Black Panther and just say that he comes from an alternative universe um, where his Wakanda died on some Rick and Morty type junk. And we just move him right the fuck over from there. Like legit say that he figures out a way to open up a portal with his infinity with gauntlet. He goes through the portal and goes to a different dimension. But as soon as he goes through that dimension, his gauntlet doesn't work anymore. So he's just back to being black Panther, but he then finds out that the black Panther of this universe is dead. So he replaces him, but he never takes his mask off. And that's how nobody ever notices that he's not the same black Panther should he does. And then they have to explain it to everybody. And then it's just a question of if he's a legit candidate to be their black Panther because of the fact of he technically isn't from their universe, but he is the Royal bloodline of Wakanda. So it's a matter of like universal anomalies. He can't in any way affect this universe because the other version of himself is already dead and out of the picture, which then means that he's just messing with the universal structure because, you know, he's not supposed to be there. But I guess, I mean, you could, you could again, MacGuffin it using the Infinity Gauntlet before he walked over. There's a lot of ways out of a lot of problems when you got MacGuffins. And thank goodness movies have normalized MacGuffins that they're always there. You know, you can always find a movie MacGuffin. So I'm I'm thinking that with that with that being out there, I'm thinking that the best thing to do from there would be 
So I'm thinking that, yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that if you bring in a new actor, who I would suggest that people start to look at and even consider is uh, Denzel Washington's son. He's not. He's he's got the abilities and he's got the look so that he actually would be right on the money to be able to 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 pull off Black Panther. I'm not even gonna front you guys. I think he could do it. I think I really do believe that if we gave him the chance, he could bring a lot of grace and character to Black Panther and almost match uh, Chadwick. But I don't think people would accept it because people have an aversion to change. That is the best way that I could put it. People have a true aversion to change and change scares the shit out of them. So to to sit here and suggest that we change things up is going to scare a lot of people and make them be like, no, I don't want to do that. Let's change, bro. I don't want to change. I want to I want to keep to what I know. And I get that. But since T'Challa is not with us anymore. I think that the best thing we can do at this point is try to figure out. I mean, since Chadwick isn't with us anymore, I think the best thing that we can do at this point is start to figure out how we can create a legacy that he would be proud of. That when he saw, he would be like, oh, okay, this is actually, uh, you know, pretty cool. These people have really, really let uh, embodied. Uh, these people have really. Uh, continued on my work in such a way that I feel like almost as if I'm still around. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm thinking Denzel Washington's son would be an incredible pick for this. I actually went and saw Tenet this weekend. Um, and I'm going to drop the review for that on I Am Biz Bazaar on my YouTube channel. It's going to be coming out here this week. But Tenet really made me believe in this guy being able to carry on the Black Panther legacy if push came to shove. He has all of the things that I liked about Chadwick. And I just don't know if he could do the accent and the 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 character like facial expressions that Chadwick had down so perfectly, but I think when it comes to the physical elements, the the words, how he moves within a character once he's in a character, um I think those parts he's got down. I think once he's on screen, he's definitely believable as that character, which is the best part. Tenet was a really different role and the the thing that drew me in about it was how different it took to be this role because you're playing almost two different people at the same time but you have to play one role with almost like a I don't know kind of feel to it and the other role is much more I'm aware and I'm sure of what I can do so I just feel like if you really mix those together, you mix and match them a little bit, those will make a really good combination for a Black Panther movie. I just honestly see that to be an incredible person who could really pull out Black Panther. And if he came from an alternate universe, it would explain why he looks different. Should he? And everybody else would have to explain why they want to back him. This way, you don't have to bring back Killmonger, but you can keep your original Black Panther cast. Ryan Coogler can still direct. And whatever original script you had for Black Panther, you can still move forward with that. You're just going to have to slightly adapt it and make whatever the villain situation be more in line with the political strife that's coming with Black Panther being accepted by the people, although he's from an alternate universe. So, like, if the government's already kind of shaky because Black Panther's dead, and then this new guy pops up who's from an alternate universe but claims to be Black Panther and has the DNA to prove it, well, then that's going to make things dicey. So that's where I would interject, like, uh, a Namor or a Doctor Doom kind of villain. It needs to be someone who can be an actual threat to the country of Wakanda, not just Black Panther. So a man-ape 
Actually, you know what? Manape would even do pretty well right now because if you have a civil war or a rebellion, no, because you can't do two rebellions back to back. Yeah, it needs to be an external force. So I would say, yeah, go back to a Namor or a Doom. It has to be an external force attacking Wakanda or you're just copying the first movie again. So yeah, definitely has to be uh, somebody else. I don't know who, but somebody outside of the country. Find, find, figure that one out. Whoever in the comic books is outside of the country um, who's free and you're not using, I would use one of those guys to fight, fight Black Panther. That would make the most sense to me. And then this last one, and this is my option number three and kind of leaning to be my favorite option overall just because I would love to see this character come back and I think that this idea is the, my favorite one that I wrote down for the three options when it came to Black Panther Legacy. And that is the, Snano, the Thanos snap brings back Killmonger and Killmonger becomes the new Black Panther because he is technically the last male heir of the Wakandan bloodline that is alive and of age at this time. Now, although he is not the direct son of the king, he is the oldest male heir. I'm pretty sure he's older than Shuri. And that would make him with it within consideration for the throne, just like it did within the first movie. The difference here is is that now, just like in the original first com- the first uh, option that I pitched, his moral compass is shifted, and he understands the magnitude of why Wakanda has to work together with the rest of the world because there are threats out there that are bigger than just one country. Like there are threats out there that are are straight cosmic. They are above. Anything within our universe, straight, something that can affect all realms of reality at the same time. And if we're going to have a fighting chance against that as humans, we're going to need every human that we can muster. And we're going to need them all to fight together. And we can only truly control the people of Wakanda. And we can't control them. We can only lead them. So I think that watching his character change would be an incredible movie because he has to win over the people he started a war with in the first movie. He has to convince everybody who doesn't believe with him, who sided against him, who thinks he's a villain, who thinks he's a murderer, who are mad about all the men and women he got captured or kidnapped. He has to convince all of them to come onto his side and that he is a good person. That he's not trying to start another world war. He's not trying to do any of that. He's trying to uphold the legacy of his cousin and uphold the legacy of the Black Panther mantle. And I think that there's nothing that would do more justice to the character of Black Panther than having somebody like Killmonger see the error of his ways and want to reform to become the next best Black Panther that can be. Like, I think should he and Killmonger working together to become Team Black Panther, like, that would be an incre- that would be a great film. Shuri's technical mind and moral compass helping to guide and remake Killmonger so that way he is an actual, like, like, he acts like royalty now. He walks and moves like royalty. He works and tries to do things for the best, the best of the people. And I think watching that kind of character development within Killmonger would be so incredible on screen, especially with Michael B. Jordan behind that character, because there's so much depth 
and growth and room and ability to see so much more from Killmonger when he's on screen in the first movie. There's so much you want and hope for this character and you know that he may or may not achieve it, but you just want it for him because you see the pain that he has. You feel where he's coming from, why he's so angry, why he's so mad, but he's so focused on that anger that he's completely missed all the things his brother has been trying, or not his brother, but his cousin's been trying to tell him, reach out to him and get him to acknowledge. And that's the part that I want to really jump into in the second movie to try to really uncover how Killmonger got so messed up and how we can walk that back so that he's more like Black Panther. He's more about protecting and saving people. And he's more in line with what it means to be a Wakandan king. And I think once we something like that would be, I think honestly, this movie is one of my favorite. This is my favorite option just because to me, this is the option that's going to make the most buzz. It's going to give you the most room to grow the character. You don't replace the actor. You still bring acknowledgement to what's happened in the passing of Chadwick Boseman. And it still gives you time to grow out the shitty character. Because if Chadwick, I mean, if, if Killmonger fucks up, they can always just replace him with shitty. And that's the, that's, that's the beauty of that. I worry that if you, if you do shitty first and then Killmonger, it doesn't work out the same way. But if you do Killmonger first and then shitty, like, if you do Killmonger first and then have him transition the mantle to shitty as like a clear understanding that she's the best one for the role over a, over a course of some time, I think that would be the best way to do it. Like, let him get two movies in and then let Shuri get her whole three-movie deal. I think I think a Black Panther female, like Queen Shuri, needs three movies. So that's why I don't want to lessen that by throwing her in on on the original black panther kind of trilogy that had already gotten started i want to just finish that trilogy with killmonger have killmonger sacrifice himself for wakanda and then shuri becomes queen and then we start a whole new franchise and we're back on track that sounds like phase five and six to me that's what i would like to see so that way black panthers four five and six aka the shitty black panther I don't know what you would call it, but yeah, I would like that focused on Shuddy more than anybody else. Um, and I think that this is just a better way to do it. So the Thanos snap would definitely be a great MacGuffin to bring back Killmonger. That gets him back on the board. You got Shuddy, you got Wakanda there, and then you could throw in, of course, the person that I keep calling because I want the second Black Panther sequel to have this character. Nay, more. Please, people, do your research. Look into this guy. He's basically Marvel's Aquaman. But he got beef with Wakanda because Wakanda's like like him. They're an isolated country. They don't fuck with nobody. So he thought they could be gang gang. And then T'Challa was like, nah, nigga, we don't fuck with you. Y'all, you ain't gang gang. And he has never been cool with them since. And it's all they've always had beef. So I love when Namor and Black Panther both get on screen. Everything is always super interesting between those two characters. They have so much of a weird but yet very interesting. You want to watch it. You want to see what's going to happen next kind of on-screen chemistry. Like, like not on-screen chemistry, but in comic book chemistry. Whenever they're in the same room in the comic books, there's always like a level of respect but a level of dislike always at the same time and i just think that's really cool i think that's like the craziest thing about the comic books between those two that i don't know they never ever 
are disrespectful to each other, like in a direct sense, but it's like, you know, I don't fuck with you, right? Yeah, I know you don't fuck with me. This is all politics. All right, cool. Long as you know that and I know that it's all good to go. And I just, I, I, I'm impressed by the, uh, the pettiness, I guess you could say. I'm impressed by the pettiness of the two characters. So these are my three options for this movie, for this week's bizarre movie that should be made, a.k.a. Black Panther Legacy. Now, Black Panther Legacy would be the sequel to the original Black Panther movie starring Chadwick Boseman. Now, the three options that I outlined today were at first, of course, Shuri is made Queen of Black, or Shuri is made the Black Panther and Queen of Wakanda, and Killmonger is brought back alive in order to help her stop and fi- or find and stop the villain who is killing the Black Panther, which could be anyone from Namor, Doctor Doom, or even an evil Black Panther played by a new actor from an alternate timeline. The second idea is that we bring in a new actor to play Black Panther completely and we just continue on the franchise. Now, I'm not as eager about this idea because I think once an actor passes, we should respect um, his major works, especially with something like Black Panther, by just not touching it in that regard. By not trying to just replace them, make money and move on as if that person didn't exist and that we don't respect what they did for this character in this role. I think that this can come off to the people who watch it and especially the fans as a dick move and then fans will basically alienate that movie despite all the hard work of all the other actors involved and I would really not like to see that kind of alienation happen to Black Panther which brings me to my favorite option which is option number three aka the Thanos Killmonger situation and this option Thanos snaps his fingers and brings back Killmonger on. So in this situation, when the Thanos snap is undone by the Hulk, Killmonger is brought back to life. And when Black Panther dies because of whatever the reason the movie decides Black Panther dies, Killmonger becomes the next Black Panther, but he has to prove that he deserves to be the next Black Panther after all the chaos and problems he caused in the first film. So it's like a redemption story, it's an investigation story, and then it's still a buddy cop film because it's going to be Shuddy and Killmonger investigating as cousins, like who killed Black Panther and how Killmonger became so messed up due to his upbringing, childhood, and everything that happened to him. So it's really getting into all of that stuff at the same time. And that's one of the big reasons why I find this idea so interesting. Because it allows you to flesh out the character of Killmonger. It allows you to bring more depth to the relationship of Shitty and Killmonger as cousins and family. It allows Killmonger to have to make recompense or to at least deal with the problems that he created within the first Black Panther movie, including the low-key civil war he started within a week. All right. And then the number one thing, it brings him back from the dead. Killmonger by far is the best MCU villain outside of Thanos. And the fact that he died has always been one of the biggest stains on the MCU. So to bring him back and make him inadvertently retroactively, oh, and he's not, he's always actually been eligible, but he'd make him eligible for the Black Panther mantle due to the death of T'Challa, not like something bad, like not like he killed him, so murder and fucking uh, a coup d'etat. 
uh, makes this so much more interesting to me as I'm as I'm like listening in on it. I'm like, oh, okay, this was this sounds like a crazy pitch. I know, but you gotta sometimes go for the hell mary when you're backed into a corner. And right now, Disney's backed into a fucking corner. So I would say risk it all on a Michael B. Jordan shorty movie that might pan out. Even option one or option three, either one of those will pan out way more to me than option two. So in my advice, I personally would go with option three because I just think people love Michael B. Jordan and... You could get anybody to kind of go see the movie with him in it. I think option one, there's this weird male group that doesn't believe in female Black Panther. So that's why I would rather go with option three first, where we introduce Killmonger, because then we can show off how badass Shuddy is when it comes to being out of the lab, fighting, being in the field. And we'll give her more than those freaking Panther cannons that we gave her in the first movie. We'll give her real hand-to-hand combat, treat it like on some Falcon and the Winter Soldier type shit. And then by the end of the third or second movie, it'll make way more sense to people on why Shuddy deserves her own suit and needs to be fighting independently as the Black Panther Queen after, you know, after it's clear, like, yo, she's a badass. She's just as badass, if not more badass than Black Widow. You do not want to fight shitty hand-to-hand. She will fuck you up. That has to be the vibe. Ain't nobody trying to be... no. And If nobody's afraid to fight Shuddy, she'll never make a good character for the demographic that Black Panther already reaches. And that's the goal. You don't want to lose anybody by making a female Black Panther movie. You want to gain more momentum and make more money. So I think the only way to do that is you got to introduce her becoming more badass. Because right now, she hasn't had any real badass moments. Okoye has had more badass moments than Shuddy. And I think... By changing that, that's how you bring more depth to the character of Shuddy, and that's what's going to allow you to then be able to make a Black Panther queen movie and her to be able to have all the spotlight and nobody hating. Well, people are always going to hate, but a lot less people hating on her and a lot more people being fans of her because they feel like her growth into this role was way more organic and not as rushed as I feel like it would be if you just threw this role onto her as a movie franchise at this point. This is a lot of responsibility for someone to take on. I just think you're going to have an easier time getting Michael B. Jordan to sign on to this than Latita Wright, especially since Michael B. Jordan's only signing on for two deals. Latita would be signing on for five, but she would get three movies by herself, potentially. It's not a bad situation. Not a bad situation. All right, y'all. So that is today's podcast We just discussed everything, in my opinion, that I think we could do to create a successful, honorable, at the same time, beast-ass Black Panther movie that upholds everything the first movie did, the comic books, as well as doing some MCU-type things to introduce something that's not so comic book and very different and a little bit off course, but still could be incredibly amazing character-wise if developed and fleshed out properly. If you guys have got a better idea on where or how to take the Black Panther franchise, dude, leave me notes or leave me fucking comments. Leave me any comment that you want about it and I will read over that shit, reply to it, all of it, the whole shebang, kid and caboodle, the whole thing in the nine yards included. But let me know, man, let me know. I love doing these podcasts, y'all. I love talking about movies and all the crazy movies I wish I could make one day, which I'm going to try to make some of them. So you guys be on the lookout because there is all 
kinds of stuff coming out. I, like I said earlier in the podcast, will be dropping the Tenant movie review this week on I Am Biz Bazaar on YouTube. So make sure you follow me on there and subscribe because there is not only that being dropped, we're dropping Train to Busan Peninsula. We've got more bizarre reactions on the way with Naruto. So much stuff in the pipeline, y'all. And yeah, make sure that you are following me on Instagram so that way you know exactly when I'm doing these bizarre podcasts. And yeah, y'all, peace. I'm out of here. Y'all have a great Monday.